Greetings, everyone, and welcome to, whoops, we got a little, okay, it's fixed. Welcome to As You Wish Talk Radio and East City Stargate and uh, East City Stargate on Rumble and all the other ones. We're going to put this one on YouTube and a few others. So so anyway, I don't know which avenue you're listening, but uh, welcome to the show. A lot going on right now. I just got back from Hawaii. Um, it was a beautiful experience there, but also very grueling. My body's pretty beat up. I've got a torn rotator and, and everything else. But we did get the place fixed up, and it is habitable, and uh, everything is looking good. So East City, Hawaii, probably go under a different name, but it's well on the way. And about a year out, you know, so a lot of people are going, hey, when can I come? You know, when can, you know, so... Give us about a year to open up, and uh, and then we'll let you know. Just stay on our newsletter, sign up for our newsletter, and watch the show, and we'll we'll let you know where we're at with that. But uh, a lot of contacts coming in, a lot of incredible pe- uh, people getting involved. We've got a lot of uh, technology coming in that we're getting ready to implement. So um, it it is coming together. Just be patient. You know, it's uh, it's just the way it is. The um, uh, there's so much going on. I mean, it's freezing here right now. I'm back at the ranch and, and we're going to get snow tonight. So quite a shift, you know, from the big Island, but uh, we're adjusting um, the uh, Arnold, the pig is don't know what he's doing, but he's still there and he's still running around the ranch there. And, and uh, hopefully who knows if it'll be there when I get back, you know, just logistics and uh, you know, Hawaiians love their pig. So, you know, he, he is a wild boar. And uh, although he is funny and fun to watch him and do his antics, he was getting a little ornery and he's getting bigger now. So he's, he's getting to be a little dangerous and the little guy tears everything up there. So uh, he may not, who knows what his, his destiny is, but we'll just leave it that Walter the duck will be there. And uh, a lot of people seen the videos but uh, we won't be having any videos of, of Arnold or Walter until I, I get back to Hawaii. Uh, everybody keeps asking me, when are you going to put another video up? But uh, maybe somebody else there will take one of him. But uh, he's always getting into trouble, so I'm sure somebody's going to film it. The, uh, uh, so much going on on the planet right now. The, um, the Schumann resonance is, has whited out. It's off the scale. So if you're having all kinds of... You know, a lot of people have physical problems. A lot of people have emotional problems. A lot of people uh, really going to process, get really tired, lethargic. And that's a lot of it's due to these fluctuations in the magnetic fields. And we are just getting hammered by the Schumann resonance, which is a good thing because the whole planet is rising. And uh, and so on that note, I'm going to just go ahead and get to my guest because I know we've got a lot to talk about. And uh, Augie Nost is an author, an on-air personality, seasoned aircraft pilot, hypnotherapist, UFO researcher, and cosmic explorer, a student of many sciences, including metaphysics, theoretical physics, and different forms and theories of spirituality. Augie also hosts a weekly show at Universal Consci- Consciousness Show. So, Without any further ado, we're going to bring Augie on the show. Augie, are you with us? Yes, I am here. And uh, actually, the show I'm doing now is the Broadcast Team Alpha. So um, for some reason, uh, the uh, that ended up in the bio there. There may be a in my yeah. one, yeah. but the uh, Broadcast Team Alpha is where Nori Love and I do a weekly show. 
and a few other things that we put on there. And uh, it gets very interesting. We got exciting people on there all the time. Right. I think I'm good. I'm having some computer problems here as usual. So we must be having a, a good show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they like to do that. We have so much interference. It's beyond ridiculous, but I know we've got about 10 topics that I want to get into. And I, you were telling me one of the most important ones is the, yep, there we go. We're good. We're back on the, uh, um, the reverse aging and a lot of the other, um, I don't know if we can use the H word on this, you know, cause people will come after it, but, uh, uh, Let's just say it, it helps our health and well-being. <laughs> uh, yep. But you've, you've got some information on that, some new technology, some Nobel Prize uh, winning information. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it, when I do shows like this, I always like to give people something that can make their life better. Yeah. And I know there are people sitting out there right now. They're, they're sitting on the couch. They, uh, their balls got false teeth, got a bum knee and a replaced hip. And they're not excited about the future at all. <laughs> yeah. But there is actually hope. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you to take my word for anything that I say today. Because much of the stuff I will be talking about is not true according to what the government tells you. And you know they will never lie to you. Oh, of course. So, uh, so uh, yes, in 2003, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process. And nobody told you. Yeah. Now, Looking around you right now, seeing what's going on in the world, that can make perfect sense because they don't want you to live. They just want you to do the other thing that is opposite of living. So don't take my word again. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Scroll down to 2009. Scroll down again to medical submissions and read the papers. It's right there. You're going to like it. Some, it's quite voluminous, but I think it'll be worth your time. Somewhere in there, one of the doctors made this statement. (coughs) If everybody had enough of this enzyme telomerase in their body, there will be no reason why anybody would ever have to die from old age. Mm -hmm. Now, that's powerful. You know, the Nobel Committee is housed in Oslo, Norway. I'm from Norway, so I've been following these guys. I see what they're doing every year. And I know that normally, if they find anything wrong in your papers, they will discard the whole thing. Unless, of course, your name is Obama. (laughs) And some of you know that joke. Yeah. Um, But the thing is also that this is real. In 2009 until now, a lot of things has been perfected. I am going through this process that I'm, I'm calling it a process because it's one that you got to keep doing for the rest of your life, more or less, because science has figured out why we age, get older and older, wrinkled, bent over and die. And there is many contributors to it, but the major reason is the shortening of the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside the cells of your body. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the telomeres, that is kind of like a, the end of a shoelace, you know, the hardened part at the end of the shoelace so you can strap it through and you can tighten yeah. it up. Yeah. 
And when every time the cells replicate themselves, those telomeres get a little bit shorter, shorter and shorter and shorter until they get so short, they can no longer hold the end of the chromosome together. So the chromosomes start fraying at the end <laughs> and the cell can no longer replicate itself. And you get stuck with old cells in the body. You get older and older and you die. Mm-hmm. So if we have enough of this enzyme telomerase or telomerase sometimes called in the body, they don't get any shorter. The telomeres stay their length. Or if you are chronologically advanced like me, then uh, they can even get longer. Hmm. Now, About seven years or so ago, I started to get a little ragged in the ages and um, gray hair and, you know, wrinkles all over the place and stuff like that. Well, I don't feel I look like that anymore. I'm 76 years old. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm I'm on the right track here because I researched this and I found some really old people. Um... And I found out what they did. And I'm doing the same thing as close as I can research and find out. I found one guy. He was a Chinese university professor. He came to New York in the mid-1950s and as on an exchange program. was teaching at a university in New York. And somebody from New York went to Peking at the time. Now it's Beijing. And there... The Chinese university professor, he went out with some colleagues one night for dinner, got food poisoning and died. And, uh, of course, you know what happened then. You know, he ends up at the morgue and they start going through your papers and they say, hey, something's wrong here. So they called the ambassador and said something's wrong with this guy's papers because he's 154 years old and that can't be, can it? And the ambassador told them, yes, he is. So they asked the ambassador again, how? And the ambassador told them, first of all, he only eat Chinese herbs and berries for food. And he knew he could never die. Those two things are very important. If we keep eating poisons at the front that we get from the grocery stores every day, cook our food so we kill the enzymes and all the other stuff that we're not supposed to really have any good from we keep doing that yeah then all bets are off but if we clean up the diet and clean up the mind and the way we think about ourselves and what we do in our environment allow to be in our environment because that goes back to a new form of medical science called epigenetics that is this science of how the mind controls the body and even the genetic structure can be altered by the way we think. We can, we know, let's say, there's been experiments done with this and it works about every time. If you think, let's say that you know you have a certain genetic marker. Let's call it the cancer. I'm not so sure there actually is one, but uh, they could be. Uh, A marker for something that is negative. By the way you think, by the way you act, 
what you allow to be in your environment, what you eat and so on, that can turn that marker off. So it has no effect on your body. There could be other things, good markers that is turned off that you want to have turned on. And you can also do that by the way you think. And this is very important. And uh, I, it's obviously that we have a capacity for old age. I found another guy. He was also a Chinese uh, uh, martial art instructor for the Chinese army for as long as anybody have known. He died from an accident at 256 years old and the government verified his age on three occasions that the New York Times found when they went there to investigate him mm -hmm. decades mm -hmm. ago. And he, I, I did some investigation on him from other publications in other languages, and uh, I found out what he did, what he ate, and so on. And I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm down to about one meal a day now with sometimes a snack at noon. A snack is usually a bowl of oatmeal with the grapes and stuff on it, but it is raw oatmeal because I also found some medical research out of Stuttgart, Germany at a research hospital over there that says, it's a long study for decades. They say that anybody that ate a bowl of oatmeal every day, they live on the average of 11 years longer than the ones that doesn't. So there's something in that oatmeal. I've heard about that. I've heard about oatmeal and uh, a few other things that uh, would help help with your longevity. Um, we live really uh, close to the earth here and we, you know, grow most of our own food and we have chickens and everything else. And now they're kind of saying eggs are bad for you, but uh, you know, we, we grow most everything here. And, and in Hawaii uh, there is so much, I mean, we've got four different types of avocados there. Um, we have, uh, um, you know, everything from papaya to uh, um I'm trying to think of all the, the different fruits there. But, you know, I was looking into all these fruits. You know, they've got dragon fruit and they have um, uh, all these different fruits. And, and you look at them and they have all these incredible healing properties mm -hmm. when you look into them. And they're just everywhere on the land there. And you drive down the road now and you go, oh, you know, there's a mango, there's a papaya, you know, there's a dragon fruit. There's a and you see them now, you know, but before I didn't see them. But now I know what they are, and, and uh, uh, you know all of them have these incredible healing properties, and they balance out your blood sugar, and they you know they open up your brain, and and yep. it's just amazing. And we've lost all that, you know, where you know you just don't hear about that for some reason. Oh, if we started eating natural foods, it would make such a wonderful difference. Mm -hmm. The processed food, uh, it is designed to keep you sick mm -hmm. so that you have to come and buy pharmaceuticals to take away the symptoms for that sickness. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, when you shorten up the uh, lifespan, it says, well, he died from natural causes. No, he didn't. He killed himself. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know a guy that was, uh, I brought this up before this one guy was talking about how, and he was supposed to be, he was kind of channeling this information, supposedly. And they were telling him that we all have to eat Twinkies. 
and eat a lot of Twinkies because the preservatives in the Twinkies will make us live longer. (laughs) (laughs) I just said, I go, okay, uh, you might want to check your channel there. And, uh, uh, you know, things like that. You just, it's getting so crazy out there now. You just go, where's, you know, you know, God's sense is common sense a lot of times. Yeah. uh, Get back to nature and you'll do so much better. Well, the thing about the Twinkies and not, uh, you know, the preservation, uh, this is kind of a gory little anecdote, but it's yeah. a real one. And that is that grave diggers, they say that they have some real problems now. And, you know, when they have to dig up a grave, usually what they found all was bones. That was it. Now they don't find bones anymore. They found the body with it because it never decomposed. And they yeah. have to yeah. deal with that. Take that all out. Yeah, I mean, if you have really good food, it's going to decompose. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah, you know, it's not going to have a long shelf life, and uh, which is what you want. So the fresher, yeah. closer to the earth it gets, it's going to have a shorter shelf life, but it's going to be a lot yeah. better for you. What I actually also found out in uh, some other medical research is that anybody that takes in the large doses this uh, <clears throat> herb. Uh, that will give the body the chance to build its own um, astragalus in the body. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I'm taking it in the large doses. I'm taking a heaping teaspoon in the morning, one usually in the afternoon and one in the evening. That's considered being the large doses because that's probably all the body can process, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then there is another herb that is called the immortality herb in China. And that is the Jiaogulan herb. Mm-hmm. And since probably most of you don't speak Chinese, I'll spell it for you. That's J-I-A-O-G-U-L-A-N herb. And those two together, actually, they magnify each other. And uh, I wrote a book here about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. In there, I show people exactly what I do and what kind of results uh, I'm I'm getting. And also what these really old people live like. Mm -hmm. Think of this one also. In the Sumerian tablets, as well as in the old Hebrew documents, they talk about Eight kings that ruled earth for 241 years. Now, that's a lot of years for each one. Mm -hmm. And it is obviously we can have long lives. But I actually we're nipping at immortality here, but I'm not so sure if it's possible because... Sooner or later, you're going to step in front of a bus, you know, and (laughs) that's going to not go too well. But what about staying healthy until you're 100 years, 120 years? And um, National Geographic in the 1930s went down to South America and found a tribe right on the, uh, not too far from Lake Titicaca. And the average age of the people in that village, the natives there, was somewhere between 125, 130 years old. Mm -hmm. Because every one of them ate natural foods. 
and every one of them did not believe they could die. So most of them died from wide, wide, hmm, wild animals and uh, accidents. Yeah, yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it, in the mind, like like me, I tell people, you know, I, I'm in my mind, I'm like 25 with the humor of a 17 year old or younger. But, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't even contemplate that. And I won't go to reunions. I will not go to those, uh, um, yeah. you know, high school reunions because it scares mm-hmm. the hell out of me when I go there because I see all these old people there. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I don't, and, you know, I just don't fit in. Everybody can't believe it. You know, they go and, but, you know, there's some, some, there's, I think there's a lot of people on the planet. One, you know, I had a couple near-death experiences, and it kind of did a bit of a reset there. But also, too, I found out, and, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm special, because this has happened to, like, millions of people got genetic upgrades. And and some strange stuff happened about when I was born. But the uh, there's so many people out there I know right now, and, and I look at them, and they're just on a whole different frequency. And they're on a different page, and they don't age, and they... They have a very spiritual lifestyle and and uh, live close to the earth and things and and I think it is so much about your mind and what your you know your mind it's your your lifestyle and and uh, your your belief that you can you don't have to to be you know you know well if you sit around and eat drink beer and pizza and watch football games you know you're at about 55 or 60 you're toast you know basically but if you get out in nature a lot and you really love life and and you're enjoying life and you're in service you know to humanity and the earth that that flow that energy coming through you i think really keeps you young yeah absolutely and uh if you do some of these things that I talk about and show you how to do in that book, and as well as what they talk about in the Nobel Prize, uh, Nobel documents, you're going to find that your aging will stop or even reverse. Yeah. And yeah. your age-related illnesses will go away. You mm-hmm. may just get your hair color back. Yeah. Because, first of all, I got to say this. There's a lot of people out there with gray hair. And uh, it is dangerous. First of all, gray hair is not a function of age. It has nothing to do with aging. It is a copper deficiency and acidic body. Mm-hmm. That causes graying of the hair. And copper deficiency, that weakens muscle tissue. Guess what? The heart's a muscle. Yeah. So, yeah. And somebody have totally white hair. I heard a doctor tell me this. Oh, gosh, that's got to be 20 years ago now. Uh <clears throat> Uh, he said that somebody with white hair usually die from cardiomyopathy because the heart cannot handle anymore and it quits. Yeah, I know and, a lot of synthetic vitamins do that. Uh, from what yeah. I understand, that it really affects the liver, and I think your hair color actually is created in the liver. And mm-hmm. so, if your liver's having a hard time and not functioning properly, and and doesn't have all the minerals it needs or whatever else it. Uh, you know, it really messes things up. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, I see people, you know, with gray hair a lot of times and they're young and their, their hair is completely gray. And, uh, and stress you, also does a lot. Yeah. That. And I know, yeah, they have very stressful lives and they get really upset about everything, all the, 
politics and all the other stuff going on. They're all wrapped up in that. And, uh, and they also take heavy amount of synthetic vitamins. And, and you ask me, are you taking a lot of vitamins? And they go, yeah. And I go, where do you, where do you get them? And they tell me, and, and I said, well, your tax liver, you know, your, your liver is not doing too well with that stuff. And, you know, Food, food should be your medicine, basically. I've always felt that. You know, you should be getting everything out of the food you eat. Yep. But for the ones out there that is uh, not too happy with themselves and worried about the future when it comes to the body and the health, there is hope. Because mm-hmm. another thing is something that uh, I got to take about 35 seconds and tell you this. Uh, <clears throat> way back in my past, uh, my martial arts master told me if you do this one thing you will never be sick in your life and i've pretty much done that uh not every day but uh several times a week and that is a take 20 deep breaths until you get dizzy Mm -hmm. and sit there and breathe deep like that so you stay slightly dizzy for three to five minutes And the reason for that, I did not understand at the time. Now I see the medical research because in 1931, Dr. Otto Warburg, he got the Nobel Prize twice for discovering that no bacteria or virus can live in a heavy oxygenated and alkaline environment. So if your body is alkaline and you get enough oxygen, you never get sick. Yeah, and we go back to the processed foods, which makes your body acidic. You know, yep. and uh, it'll do it. Back to that. Yeah, the uh, uh, one of the scientists I work with, he actually created oxygenated water, and it's crystallized. The oxygen is actually crystallized, and he broke all the laws of physics to make this this water. And uh, you know, we've you know, oxygen is the highest systemic antibiotic you can get. You know, like they're saying, yep. it, not, it breaks down. We can't make claims about the water, but we did get it out. It's it's Langenberg water. You can look it up on the internet. But uh, amazing stuff. And you know, I I when I met him, I was like on death's door because I was hit by everything you can imagine, every kind of psychotronic. Every I had every toxin. They're going, "Would you get bit by a cobra or something or what?" You know, I, it was like unbelievable because because of the work I've been doing, I, they've they've tried everything, and uh, from the chemtrails on down to you name it, but yeah. uh, psychotronic weapons and everything. And, and uh, boy, this stuff just straightened me right out. You know, was, I was just barely functioning when I got there, and and uh, but you know, we can't make any claims about. It. I can always talk about my own personal experience, but there's different grades of it. And I've seen other things happen. I, I can't talk too much about it because I, I said I wouldn't say too much about it. So I, I have to kind of keep it <laughs> keep mm-hmm. it under wraps a little bit. But it'll be available real soon. The water is available right now. And uh, that's all I drink. I, I hardly yeah. drink any other water. I mean, I I, uh, I stay on that. And, and it, it's amazing, you know, what it mm-hmm. does. Yeah, no structured water. You you change the bonding angle on it. Yeah, uh, about two or three degrees. That's all you need to change. Not, then it attaches. It, it gets into the cell, so you get hydrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got lousy water, you can drink all day, and but the body doesn't take it up. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a microhydrant. 
So it it absorbs. Like you drink a bottle of this and it goes into your system immediately. If you drank the same amount of just regular water, you'd be going, you'd feel all, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's amazing stuff. And I, I, I kind of, you know, I know that's why I'm still functioning right now. You know? no, that's, that's good. You're doing the right thing. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's so yeah, much going on going on right now. It's it's the people have so much stacked against them. We got to we need all the help we can get, and we got to find other avenues of reversing this and cleaning up our system and reversing the because a lot of things that are being done right now are planned to do that to age quickly and reduce population things like that. So we've got to find other methods to to uh, counter that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I I. I talked way too long on this uh, reversing the aging process, but I uh, I prepared something else, but kind of funny. I mean, not funny, but fun to see because there is stuff on the moon that yeah. shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good subject. Uh, before we go there, I want to ask you a question. So, um, the telomerase, how do you get that? Is that is there a product that? Oh, yes. Uh, very good. I, I forgot to talk about that. There's two ways you can do it. One of them, you can go and get the pharmaceutical part of it. It's called TA-65. Okay. Now, the pharmaceutical companies say, yeah, that's worked fine. It'll stop your aging process. But then again, there are other people say it didn't do a thing for me. Some people say it's working fine. So I don't know what to think. But yeah. uh, then again, I'm cheap, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I do it with herbs like the 256-year-old man did. Mm-hmm. I go and uh, I go to, uh, I get my herbs at um, an herbal store where I can, I buy um, astragalus herbs by the pound. Mm-hmm. And uh, from pipingrock.com is where I get it. And um a pound of it lasts me pretty close to a month or so, and it costs about 15 bucks. So that is a lot better than 400. Yeah. And yeah. then the um, the other herb, um, the Jaugalan herb, it costs a little more, but if you buy it by the pound, it doesn't cost that much either. And when you add those two, I take a bunch of other stuff too, but when mm-hmm. you add those two together in the large amounts, you are going to see and especially feel a difference very shortly. Now, do you Don't grind them up and make? Tea, do you make tea out of them, or just take them, grind them up and take them? The the jaugalan herb is better if you do a tea. Mm-hmm. I don't do that because I just take it as a powder. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, uh, I take the um, the um, the po- most just powder. I mix it with juice. Mm-hmm. And other things that I put in there, and then uh, drink it that way. Yeah, great, awesome. So the next subject we're talking about the moon. Let's talk about uh, what's on the moon, and maybe go to Mars after that. And I know you've been doing a lot of research on that. So let's see. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: How much time do we have? We got uh, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, about twenty-five minutes. Okay. Well, um, let me tell you something. Uh, I can get through the pictures probably in 15 minutes. So I will tell you something about the moon first that probably you know, but maybe others don't. And that is that there is more science proving that it is not there than the science proving that it is there. Mm -hmm. Because, well, that doesn't make sense because, hey, we see it, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Not everything we see is real. But on the other hand is that we know how big Earth is. We know the amount of gravity it puts out that can hold something in a distance. We know how big the moon is. We know the amount of gravity that it puts out. We know how fast the moon is going around Earth. Mm -hmm. If you put all of that into the computer, it doesn't come out. The moon cannot have the orbit it has. It cannot stay there. It is too heavy, moving too fast. It creates too much centrifugal force. It will have been thrown out further into space. Mm -hmm. But if the moon was two-thirds further out in orbit around Earth, then it could stay there. But on the other hand, if the moon as we see it is hollow, it could make perfect sense that it is in the orbit that it has because it wouldn't be so heavy. Yeah, it totally makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now I don't want to talk about this, but some of the scientists have talked about this, especially Russian scientists. They don't care. They tell. They tell <laughs> yeah. And what, uh, what we see up there, let me go ahead and share screen so I can show you the pictures. Okay. Because this is, this is going to get interesting. Let me see here what I'm going to do. Well, I, saw, I saw a ship go into the moon, and it was a Russian photograph of a ship. And I know whose ships they are. It's the Ryan Council of Light ship. And yeah. I saw it going into the moon through this big, looked like a crater or something, but it wasn't. It was actually a hole. And, and they showed this thing going, going right into the moon. I think I've seen that video. That yeah, is a phenomenal yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to share screen here so we can actually have a look at this. I'm going to go through it a little quickly so we can just share. And here we go. Share sound and video. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Good deal. Uh, speaking of pictures, uh, now if you go to broadcastteamalpha.com, you will find that video documentary that Nori and I did. There's a lot more on this because uh, we have more time there than we do now. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the pictures. This is a two mile long cigar shaped ship floating yeah. across yeah. the surface of the moon, throwing a shadow on the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote to NASA. I wanted a copy of that print and they sent it to me. So I know it wow. is real. Yeah. And down here, you can go back and you can um, pick up the uh, the NASA print number. And this is from Apollo 16, the print number. Write to NASA and get yourself a copy of this print because it was classified, but it is no longer. So you can get it. This is a conversation piece, folks. Yeah. This, this yeah. one here is a conversation piece. And uh, the next picture is two pyramids, no, one pyramid sitting on the moon, right in that valley. Mm -hmm. And the question is, we don't build pyramids <laughs> in spacesuits, do we? Yeah. Nope. That tells me there is air on the moon. And it is. 
There is about equivalent to about 18 to 20,000 feet here on Earth. And that's okay. Think of it. There is people in the Himalayas, they live there every day of their life at 15, 18,000 feet. Mm -hmm. They get used to it. All you have to do is to breathe a little deeper and you're okay. So I'm and sure their bodies adjust to it too. The, the, yeah. the blood actually adjusts to the environment. And so they, they're probably fine. Yeah. It does. Here's another one. You see the Apollo 16 again and the plate mm -hmm. number. You can write to NASA and they'll send it. This is two, it looks like water tanks, oil tanks or something sticking out of the ground, perfectly round, a little tapered off top to it. Mm -hmm. Two plugs coming out of the ground. And the thing about them is that from what um, the pictures show, the whole plate, is that these are close to a mile tall. Yeah. And now we got this one. I don't know what it is. It is just too symmetrical, too undamaged to be natural. Yeah. And yeah. then this one here, it, it just doesn't look natural, but I have no clue what it is. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe it's, maybe it's one of our triangle ships up there. You know, I think no. somebody was arguing me and saying that we built all of uh they said, no, those are all of our our ships, you know, that we built. There's no alien involved in it. And I said, well, why do they call them ARVs? And they go, what do you mean? And I said, alien reproduction vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> it just kills their whole, their whole, uh, you know. Yeah. And like the picture I showed you, two miles long. Yeah. We, we didn't build that. We have those flying over here at treetop level. And we have them on film. Yeah. Uh, just massive massive cigar shaped ships and and every yeah. color every color ship you can imagine every size every shape we've got it all on film here and we've been doing it for 37 years now so you know it's like uh no no i have a t-shirt that says 37 a, years of i told you so <laughs> man oh man that's i'm sure you got some good pictures of that yeah here is a print uh that's uh also uh, you can write to NASA and get this one also. See the letter S? Yeah. Um, we Superman. have no... Must be Superman's the... layer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is just too structured yeah. to be natural. Well, what do you think about the Nazis being on the moon and... and, and uh... You know, there's all this stuff about them being on Mars and the moon. And, and I know yeah. they had technology back in the 30s. Uh, maybe even before that, they had, you know, anti-gravity and things like that. I'm going to show you a picture in just a little bit about the Nazis okay. on the moon. Here, This is something that was taken by Adamski. This is a cigar-shaped ship that was photographed between the moon and Earth. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, now, of course, I studied Madamsky some, and I found out that the uh, aliens that he talked to that said they were from Venus, they are flying the exact same looking ships as the Hanabu 1 and the Hanabu 2 that the Nazi Germans had. Yeah. So they were Nazis. I think Billy, here, Meyer, Billy Meyer, there's a lot of that going on with him, too. Yeah. Here's another NASA print that show a 
kind of square corner and there's a little bitty dots of white light in it. Mm-hmm. I think that just might be round ships that is parked in that little crater. Yeah. Nature doesn't make stuff like that. No. And here, this is the good one. <laughs> this is a cigar-shaped ship. Yeah. And in a little bit, I'm going to show you a better picture of it because this one is laying there. And you see up here, you got this protrusion. That's the bridge. Yeah. And on those cigars, the bridge is underneath the ship. So this one is crashed and laying upside down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you in just a little bit. Oh, here's another one. A square structure on the moon. And this is taken by Google Moon. Actually, Google Earth, which has a function that you can go and actually uh, find it. And uh, if you take this picture and blow it up, you have the coordinates where to uh, look at it down here. Anyway, this is too square to be natural. It's a building. Yeah. And this one is good. Here is a guy. Or a humanoid. Yeah. Walking. This is taken from the lunar orbiter. It, it was found in the gigapants. And um, see, NASA didn't get to scour everything so they could cover it up. Some how big is, how big is he, do you think? How big is that guy? Uh, probably a little, maybe. Uh, we don't know, but uh, yeah. human some, size or bigger. Yeah. There's some pretty big aliens out there. I've, I've run into a yep. couple that are very tall. You know, they're yep. very large. And here is what looks like an antenna, also yeah. taken by the yeah. lunar orbiter. No, that just looks like five boulders that rolled together perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's what they'll say, you know. The, oh, five boulders rolled down and, and just happened to stack up perfectly. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we have, oh, commercial, okay. Uh, what is the one thing that we all want uh, out of our lives? Just freedom. Bear with me here. Freedom with our time, freedom second. with our money. Okay. So a structure, yeah, actually like a monolith. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like a monolith right there. Mm-hmm. Perfectly square. Not nature doesn't like that kind of stuff either. No. And here from the Chinese space agency, it's a building with square corners. Looks like uh, it's a building on top of the building, and here is square again. And here's a round or a square building that goes in here. Looks like a manufacturing plant or something. And here down in the right-hand corner, we have, looks, looks like streets. With oh, buildings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. The Chinese, they released this. Uh, right after they came back with it, they released it all. They, they didn't care. They didn't cover much up, if anything. Mm-hmm. This is another crater that's uh, got buildings in the bottom of it that the roof has collapsed. Looks very old. And we just wonder, what was inside of those things? Well, some of those, that I've seen pictures of domes with uh, a blue light inside the dome. And uh, uh, 
it's you know it's yep. it's it's uh, some kind of a facility there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that too. And this is something really strange that was released <laughs> by the Russian space agency. It was in the middle of their uh, large amount of pictures that was released, and they say we don't know what it is and. Uh, some of the explanations that is coming that it's um, it was uh, taken by Luna six or Luna four, mm-hmm. I think it says something uh, to that effect. Well, at least we have the the text on it. Luna something that took that picture, and some say oh there was just the wheels came off of Luna. <laughs> well, yeah, but if the wheels came off, how did it move around? Yeah. So we have a problem. Yeah. This is what they found on the moon. And here is another one. Looks three long buildings or something in the bottom of that crater. Mm -hmm. Same thing over here. At least one is showing outside of the shadows. Yeah. This absolutely not natural. And here is that's the it looks like a radar antenna with something in the middle of it. Hmm. I don't know. That's, but it's not natural what I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And here, it's kind of like a little town, an yeah, old like town. All the roofs have collapsed. Yeah, it looks like ruins, you know, some ancient ruins. Yeah. Yep, I always wondered if the, the moon was brought. I know it was brought in because I, when you look at ancient history, they have a history where they said once there was no moon and then there was two moons and then there's one moon. You know, you got and, it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's, obviously it was brought in and it's it's obviously hollow. And yeah, so. there is. I found papers coming out of India saying that they talk about the time before the moon. Yeah, exactly. They talk about the two moons, and one was slightly blue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there is. Uh, my th- my theory, it was a terraforming planet that uh, parked while they're doing work on the Earth a long, t- long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And got taken over by another group, and then now it's been taken back again. Here is a stretch of buildings on the moon, look like. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that clear, so I'm going to be easy on it, but it looks artificial. Yeah, definitely does. Here is another picture, came from Luna, another wheel housing or wheel bearing. And I know before they were talking about, I, I was listening to an old Art Bell, Art Bell show, and they were talking about how. Uh, they're trying to say that we were going to the moon to find anti-gravity technology. <laughs> and my question was, well, how did we, how did we get there? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, how did we get these big mining operation things up there? We didn't do it with a rocket, you know. So uh, I, I think we That's already right. Got- Here uh, is where the Germans are today. Yeah. Uh, when they went to the moon in 1942, there's papers showing they did, written in German. And uh, they went there and they went around and mapped the moon. They found this really old building that was dilapidated, broken down, and they fell in love because of the structure of it. Yeah. And 
they later started moving material up there and they built a base in there. In one of these arms, it's rebuilt and there's a German uh, base in it. Mm-hmm. And there's been movies about that and people thought they're just sci-fi movies or spoofs and things, but... Uh... Yeah, that's the movie uh, Iron Sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in that movie, you see a building on the moon looking like a swastika, but it looks totally different. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, where did they get the motivation from to make that building in the movie? Probably from this picture right there. Yeah, exactly. And and I know the swastika, what it isn't an ancient... uh, Hindu sign. It's not. It's not a bad thing. They always take a good thing and corrupt it. Yeah. Uh, but it, I can't remember what it represents. But they reversed it. They reversed the the arms on it and turned it into the swastika. But it actually represents. No, they did. Else. Yeah. And that reversed the energy on it. So that's probably why it didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. here's another picture from the moon taken by the lunar orbit. They're perfectly square. Something or other. It looks like maybe a mm-hmm. compound with a wall around it or something like that. Yeah. This is a very interesting picture. Um, I found this and uh, I put it into here and people are telling me, oh, yeah, that's the lunar lander that you should know that. And I thought, oh, man, oh, man, did I get fooled on that one until I started to find a picture of the lunar lander from above. It is not round. Yeah. It has yeah. protrusions. Mm-hmm. It, it has things coming out of it on the side, and it's more square than it is round. Exactly. So this is not the lunar lander. Yeah, I've had NASA people come here and they worked on some of these projects. I can't because I can't give it away, but yeah. uh, they've come here and they've seen the ships and they said they said they aren't ours. I guarantee you. And I showed them video of these things and powering up and and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And they said, you know, we know we know of them. We we don't really know who they are, but uh, um, they're they're not ours. <laughs> yeah. is what they said. Paris. Here's a picture. It shows a spike coming out of the ground, throwing a shadow on the ground. And I have no idea what it is. Yeah. I'm going to speed it up a little bit here so we can get all the pictures before we go. There is a a long, it looks like a road. Looks like Mm -hmm. it is graded. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, That's all I can say about it. It does not look natural in any way. Was it helium three or something like that? They're up there probably mining it. <laughs> uh, could be. Here's yeah. a hole in the surface of the moon. Yeah. And I believe that is the one in the Bancroft Cree crater. And there are people that is putting their huge telescope on that crater and can, they can see light coming in and out, going in and out of it. Yeah. We, we filmed ships coming out of the mountain here. We've got ships coming right out of the mountain and going up, and there's a light yeah. door that opens, and it closes, and there's nothing there. You would, if you were sitting right yep. on top of it, you would not see anything. You wouldn't even know it was there. That's what they do. Here is a bunch of light, little small, kind of like a little village. Yeah, it looks like a little city. Yeah. 
this one is really puzzling. You have green vegetation in the bottom of these craters. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is. A, we have a minute a, left, so. Yeah. The, oh, how many minutes? Just a minute, a couple minutes, and that's about it. So. Okay. You got something uh, really is, good, Joe. Yeah, that is a guy. He is a still from one of the videos. Here is another mm -hmm. one with two pyramids. And uh, let's see, let me go a little further ahead here. Here's another one where the, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks oh, like yeah. something that uh, is definitely not. Looks like the okay. space, station. Them. space station. That's track. pretty compelling. <laughs> okay, I got to yeah. get rid of the commercial here. So. If you're over the age of 50 and you're on a screen like Give it a, a second it'll be okay. There we go. Now, there's one picture I really want to show you. Here's a NASA photo of a print that was received from NASA. It yeah, this is another one that I have that print also. I got quite a few of these prints myself. Yeah. And here is another commercial. Yeah, this is smudged over. But this is what it looks like when it is unsmudged. <laughs> and here is the ship. It's, it's wider than the Eiffel Tower is tall, 500 meters here, mm. and 3,376 meters long. That's about 11,000 feet long. Yeah. yeah, that's a big ship. Yeah, and that's about it. So uh, I guess we're getting down to the end here. I talk more about what's on the moon in the book here also. Uh -huh. And uh, this is the book where I teach people how to use their mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible. Great. And what's the best way for people to get in contact with you or, or get a hold of your books? Uh, the book is on Amazon under my name. It's uh, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. And also go to broadcastteamalpha.com. You can contact uh, Nori Love and myself through that website. And uh, also, uh, I have a video like this on the pitches on Mars also, where I have... Uh, in fact, uh, see this guy? Yeah. That yeah. was taken by a Mars rover. Yeah. That's once, it's a little alien standing about 20 feet away from the Mars rover. Yeah, that's pretty unreliable. That's uh, got a bunch of pictures on Mars too that we could do sometime if you like. Yeah, well, I'll get you back on the show and we'll, we'll cover Mars on the next show. Yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. Well, unfortunately, yeah. we hit the end of the hour here, so I've got to sign off. Um, but again, I can't thank you for, enough for coming on the show. It was very enlightening, and I'm going to get a hold of those herbs you're talking about and, and yeah. add them to my repertoire. If you want to talk more, talk more about those herbs and what I do, just give me a call, and uh, we can talk about it. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, again, thanks. thank you so much for coming on the show. Keep up the great work. This is James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio, and he said he's Stargate. Have a great evening. Keep an open mind, loving heart, and pure intent, and that'll get you through these times. Anyway, good night. Thank you. 
Thank you.